Aggie. It's a day in the life of Aggie. Yeah, yeah. It's a day in the life of Aggie. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Michael, and you are listening to another episode in A Day in the Life of Aggie. This is part three of our three-part series of how to have a relationship with God. You know, in the first part, we kind of talked about how the main thing that holds people back our age is that they think that they're good. Um, They think that they're good in their own eyes. And so I've talked about acknowledging, first off, that you even need God in the first place. And then in the second episode with evangelist Robert Preston, we talked about practically how to be born again and just the benefits of being born again and giving your whole life to Jesus. And so in this third episode, which is going to be the last part, we're just going to talk about you're born again, you're you're saved. Now, what do you do next? Like, what are you going to do from this point forward to make sure that you don't lose this fire, um, that you can you can stay on fire for God, that you can keep your relationship with God and you don't just you don't just fall away, you know, after a couple of days or a couple of months. And um, I have a special guest with me, uh, Victoria Beasy. She's all the way from uh, Covington. And, uh, you know, she's here and we're going to just chop it up. We have a live studio audience here as well. And so we're just going to chop it up. But uh, Victoria, say hi to the people. Hello, everyone. <laughs> yeah, so Victoria's here. And, you know, Victoria, she is currently working as a civil engineer. Um, she graduated from LSU in 2018. And, you know, she she's going to tell you a little more about her testimony, but she wasn't always as on fire for God as she is right now. It was definitely a journey for her as it is for all of us. And I just feel like, you know, she was just, she's just a typical college student that acknowledged that they needed God. And now she's on fire for God and serving him. And so I just want her to kind of share with you. We're just going to go back and forth, but I'm going to let her talk about her testimony and just what happened in her mind when she decided to go all in for Christ? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So like Michael said, I wasn't definitely, definitely wasn't always on fire for God like I am now. Um, You know, I grew up in church. I was born again at a very, you know, young age. I had decided to give my life to Jesus. But, you know, growing up, a lot of it was based in, you know, what my parents taught me, what, what, what my pastor said, what my brother said. You know, but really when I went to college is when I really got to a point in my life where I was like, I'm going to seek God for myself. I'm going to find out for myself, you know, who God is, what Jesus has done for me. If this thing is real, I'm not just going to take my parents' word for it. I want it to be real to me. So, you know, really when I went to LSU, I made a decision, you know, I was going to read my Bible. I was going to seek the Lord. And, um, you know, it's just like in, in Daniel, Daniel chapter one, when he was sent to Babylon, which is like a type of the world being in the world, the Bible says that Daniel purposed in his heart and resolved in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's delicacies, that he wouldn't, he wouldn't eat the way that they ate. He wouldn't drink the wine that they were drinking. He purposed in his heart and that decision, understand that when you resolve to give your life to Jesus Christ, that God will back you up. God will give you everything that you need that pertains to life and godliness. God feel when you're born again, the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of you. Jesus comes to live on the inside of you. So, you know, really the first thing that you have to understand when you're born again is that you're no longer living your own life. You're no longer living 
living for yourself. You're no longer living just in your own strength. You know, the apostle Paul said, I was crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ lives on the inside of me. And this life that I now live, I, he said, I'm not living it for myself. I'm not living it in my own strength, but I live it by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave his life for me. And so really the first thing that had to change for me, you know, as I began seeking the Lord for myself was I had to change my mentality of, you know, that I'm just trying to live life my own strength. I'm trying to be good enough as if I'm trying to earn something from God, trying to get in good with God, but really understanding that Jesus Christ actually paid the price for me to have a relationship with God, that Jesus actually did it all. And it's really up to us is all we have to do is to discover what Christ has done for us out of the word of God. So really whatever you don't know out of the Bible you know, you're, you're not empowered to experience in your life. And so that's why for me, even starting out in college, I was still very bound by insecurity, anxiety, um, fear, you know, which many Christians, college students included, like are so bound up, even though they claim to be Christians. And you know, why is that? It's not that they're not saved. It's not that they don't have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of them, but understand that what you don't know out of God's word, you are not empowered to have in your life. And so that's why, like for me, what changed my life, I remember like in, in high school going to a Bible study and just, just people encouraging me, you have to read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible. And it sounds like simple, like, okay, obviously, but I actually understand that Jesus said the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So when you ingest God's word, you're ingesting the life of God. Jesus is the word. So the more you read your Bible, the more Christ comes in and the more Christ is coming in, the more the things of the world are going out. So, you know, for me, it wasn't like I'm trying to not sin. I'm trying to not party. I'm trying to not do X, Y, Z. I'm trying to not have anxiety. But really, as you just read your Bible, you understand that the light of God's word begins to drive out every form of darkness, everything that's going to hinder you and pull you back to the ways of the world, everything that's going to come and try to con contaminate your faith. And really, you know, the things of the world, it, it's especially in college, it's, it's all in your face. You know, really, so without the light of God's word, darkness tries to come. But if you if you purpose and resolve in your heart, I'm going to read my Bible every single day and nothing and no one is going to get in my way from me reading my Bible. When you make that kind of decision, God will meet you in that place. And as you take in God's word, that that's really the way that you sustain yeah. you know, your relationship with God. Yeah, I mean, I, as y'all can tell, this is uh, she's fiery. And, you know, obviously she's talking and she's focusing on the word. And I feel like it's important because the Bible says the word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And so, like, the word illuminates the path for your life. And so if you're just getting born again or you're, you're, you're struggling in your relationship, you got to think, when was the last time you read your Bible? Uh, a lot of us, you know, we... We, we don't value the, the, you know, reading our Bible. And I feel like everyone you talk to, they'll say, like, when I started reading my Bible, that's when everything started changing in my life. And so you might be listening. You're like, man, I don't even have time to read my Bible. I got to study. I got all this stuff to do. And, I mean, that's the case with a lot of people. We're all really busy. And I realize, and I'm sure Victoria understands the same thing, is, like, you got to make time. Like she said, you got a purpose in your heart that you're going to prioritize it and you just got to make the time whether you had to put, you got to put it in your schedule or just uh you know just make out the time to do it anyone that reads the bible before their day they always say like it just makes the day go way better and so and if we're going to talk about one point today 
we're going to talk about more. But the main thing, I think, is reading your Bible and just getting full of the Word of God, like Victoria said. And, uh, I mean, that's powerful. Yeah, you know, because really, the Word of God is the only thing that's going to sustain you. Even like, you know, we were talking about staying on fire for God, you know, because a lot of times when you first get saved, you have a, you have a fire in you, you have a zeal, you're excited about the things of God. And, you know, but a lot of people, they easily lose that, right? It, it doesn't, right. a lot of people, like, it lasts for a little while. And a lot of people believe that it has to go away. They think, okay, this is not going to last forever. You're just in a season. But I'm telling you, as someone who's literally, like, I've been on fire for God for four years straight. And it is, firstly, you have to believe that it's possible to sustain the fire of God in your life. If you don't even think that that's possible, then, you know, you, you can't walk in it. Everything is according to your faith. So really understanding that, you know, Jeremiah said, is not God's word like a fire shut up in my bones? So the word of God is literally likened unto fire. And like I said before, light, it's light, it's fire. So if you're intaking God's word daily, that is the fire. That's the fire of God is not my word like a fire. And so, you know, really even too, like you, you know, you read your Bible and that's awesome. But one of the main ways that God has actually chosen to get revelation to his people is through the fivefold ministry. So, you know, that's the, you know, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher, you know, those ministry gifts in Ephesians chapter four, God said, you know, that Christ ascended and he gave gifts to men. And so really the, the ministry gifts or, you know, where you go to church, your pastor, that is God's gift to you. Understand that that person, you can't just view them as a regular person, that your pastor is God's gift to you to release the word of God into your life, to release revelation light into your life. And so that's why, you know, you can read your Bible on your own and that is absolutely necessary. But understand that, the you know, you can read the Bible and it's just like a textbook to you. You may not even understand it. So what is it that makes the word real to you? What is it that makes it alive to you? And, you know, it's revelation that comes by impartation from a minister because ministers are grace the bible actually talks about that the, the the fivefold ministry their job is to dispense to god's people his grace and and the revelation of christ for your benefit so you have to understand that you know even for me like what really changed my life in college making a decision we know we talked about resolve make a decision and purpose in your heart that you're gonna be in god's house every single sunday morning because i'm telling you if you position yourself under a pastor under a man or a woman of god that is a carrier of the anointing of the holy spirit and the word of god understand that they're ministering to you God's word and that word is coming into your spirit and the Bible says that God will confirm his word with miracle signs and wonders so God is going to confirm what you're having preached to you so whatever church you choose to go to understand that whatever that pastor is preaching to you is what you're going to see manifested in your life so if you're under a pastor that carries the fire that's all about the word because ultimately God can only confirm his word so it's like when you have the word of God coming into your life, understand that that's, that's what's going to cause God to confirm that word in your life. And you'll go from, you know, one degree of glory to the next. Right, man. That's, that's amazing. I think that's so important. I know for me, like I prioritized church when I was in college and it, it changed everything. Uh, it would obviously, there's times where you feel like you have to study, but I never regretted making time to go to church. Even, you know, if I had things to do, because like Victoria said, it just, um, the word coming into you from a man of God, it just changes everything. Um, and I feel like, 
you know, we, that's one thing. Bible reading is great, but then going to church and prioritizing is another thing. And I know during COVID things got kind of like shaky with churches, but you know, as things open back up, you should definitely make it a priority to find a good church and go to it regularly every Sunday. And, um, you know, that's key because it's not just about going to church. Like at church, you find good friends, you find godly people that you can hang out with. And, and that's another thing that's important with keeping your relationship with God is just, uh, having the right company, you know, your friends will make or break you, you know, bad company obviously corrupts good character and you can find, uh, obviously, you know, there's bad people everywhere, but you can find better people at church and a good company, you know, what would you say about? Yeah, that's, that's like another one of the main things that I feel like really changed my life. You know, in college, I just remember, you know, cause in high school I was, I was serving the Lord. I wasn't necessarily on fire for God, but I was serving the Lord in high school or trying my best, you know, but I actually didn't have any Christian friends and it was, it was, you know, this very, <laughs> I definitely viewed it as this thing like, Oh, poor me. I don't have any Christian friends. I'm the only one, whatever. But when I got to college, I just, I literally remember freshman year in my dorm room, crying out to the Lord and saying, Lord, if you want me to serve you all throughout college, you have to give me Christian friends. I'm sick of like not having anyone. Cause like you said, you know, the Bible talks about it. You know, that if you walk with the wise, you'll be wise. So, you know, it's the will of God for you to be surrounded by people that are full of his word, that are going to encourage you in the things of God. And so understand that James too. James says you have not because you ask not. Mm. And I it's literally like that was me in high school. I had never really prayed and asked the Lord for Christian friends. But when I did that night in my freshman dorm room in college, I remember crying out to the Lord. And within the next you know month or two, my two best friends still to this day got radically like born again, started serving the Lord. And literally like I'm, they're still my best friends to this day. So for me, college was this awesome journey with me and my two best friends of pursuing Christ. I didn't even do I didn't even do the whole party scene because there's no need because God God provided people for me. So when yeah. you look to God for what you need instead of looking to the world, God will provide to you. But if you're going to try to do it in your own strength by the arm of the flesh, make your own friends then then you know, you can have it your way, but if you make a decision to cry out to the Lord and you look to God for provision for your friends, for you know, your peace, your joy, anything that you need, God's always going to give it to you. You know, because the Bible even says that whatever you ask according to the will of God, using the name of Jesus, you know that God hears you. And if you know that God hears you, you know that you have whatsoever you've asked for. So when you ask the Lord for, for godly people, for a good church, you know, even the grace to read your Bible, to, to put that first, even above yeah. studying, all those kinds of things. When you pray and ask the Lord for that hunger, for that grace to be able to do that, know that God will answer you because it's, it's you know, it's according to his will. And he's the one that gives us you know, the grace to, to walk in his way. It's crazy. Yeah. I think he brought up a good point about you didn't even do the party scene because you just had those friends. I think it's so important because it's hard enough, you know, when you don't have friends and everyone's going to a party on a Friday night in college, you just already feel weird by trying to not go, but then you feel more pressure to go. But when you have godly friends that you know they're not doing that and you can actually hang with them instead of go with the other crowd, it just makes it that much easier to, to make that decision. You know, so definitely friends is your company is going to make or break you. A lot of the times when you get born again, that's like the first decision you got to make. Like you got to cut off, cut off some friends and it might be hard. But just like Victoria said, if you ask the Lord to bring you friends, he'll bring them to you. 
You know, there was a time at school where I didn't really have any God friends, to be honest. And that's something that I had in my heart, too. And I prayed and the Lord just brought a bunch of men and guys into my life. Um, and it's, it's really awesome. It makes it makes a whole world of a lot of difference. And so, you know, I think uh, we've talked about Bible reading. We've talked about going to church and we've talked about your company. And I think we're just going to talk about prayer because I think it's important also to have a prayer life. And, um, you know, when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, remember with uh, Peter and was it Peter and John? I don't remember who he was with, but he was with two of his disciples and he told him to go and pray or he told him he was going to pray. and He told them to pray, too. And he went away and he came back like he went away for an hour and he came back and they were sleeping. And Jesus was like, uh, you know, you guys are sleeping. Pray lest you fall into temptation. So prayer actually helps you resist temptation. And I feel like it's important, um, you know, for us in, as college students or whoever, however old you are to prioritize your prayer life and, um, you know, make time for it and slow, slow your life down and make time to pray because it helps you, um, you know, obviously keep that fire burning. But Victoria, what do you have to say about that? Like, yeah, I definitely think for me before I had. I really didn't have a prayer life until like four or five years ago, like at all. I didn't really know how to pray. Um, but yeah, understand that you can either do the Christian life trying to do it in your own strength or you can cry out to the Lord. You, you, I'm telling you, if you pray prayers like, Lord, mold me into the image of Christ. Give me a hunger for your word. Give me a hunger for your presence. When you ask the Lord, if you seek, you will find. And so I remember like really my life changed a lot when I started praying prayers. Like I even started praying this prayer a few years ago, Lord, make me never, ever, ever be jaded to the gospel or to your word. Father, let me never be able to hear John three sixteen and just feel like, oh yeah, I heard that before. Even praying prayers like that, Lord, let your word be more real to me than the things of this world. Let heaven, let, let eternity be more real to me than this temporary world, you know, because everyone's living for the now. They're living for the pleasures of now. But when you begin to have that, that intimate relationship with God, you, you become like who you spend time with. So when you spend time with God, when you fix your eyes on Christ, it's no longer, oh, me trying to make myself more spiritual, trying to be, trying to be more godly. When you spend time with Jesus, when you cry out to, to the Lord for him to change you, for him to make you more like Jesus, you realize all of a sudden, all of a sudden you start looking a lot more like Christ, you know, day in and day out, being consistent in your prayer life and reading your Bible, I'm telling you, you do that for three months, all of a sudden you're not, you're not going to be the same person. And it's not going to be because you tried really hard. It's going to be because all of a sudden you realize that Christ is being fully formed on the inside of you. You're going to church every Sunday morning and all of a sudden you realize you're coming up into the full stature of Christ. So really, you know, even with prayer, like you were saying, being cons being consistent with that too. Because a lot of times people love to just, you know, pray when you're in a bind or whatever. And you can, you can cry out to the Lord if, if you need him to intervene. But really developing that consistency day in and day out day in and day out i'm gonna i'm gonna get in the word i'm gonna pray and really making that decision because really understand that it's not just a one christianity is not about a one-time encounter it's about the consistency of committing your life to christ that you're in this for life you know and it really is it comes gradually so it's not like you can just have one encounter and then just you know, and I think you kind of talked about that on one of your previous podcasts about yeah. your encounter with God, you yeah. know, um, so consistency is, is huge. Yeah, that's that's so true. And I feel like, um, you know, people 
people will get saved radically, you know, and then they'll the next day they're like, Man, I don't really feel any different. Right. But it's like every day you have to make that decision every day. I'm going to serve Christ. I'm going to serve Christ. It's like a daily commitment. That's why Paul said, I crucify my flesh daily because you literally have to make that decision every day to serve Christ. Um, and, uh, you know, the Bible's we're all every day trying to be conformed more into the image of Christ. And just like Victoria said, the, you become the, the more time you spend around somebody, you become like that person. And so the more time you spend with Jesus in prayer and reading the Bible, going to church, hanging with godly people, you will become more like him. It, it won't be hard for you to resist the temptations of the world when you're just surrounded and saturated with him. And so that's what we're talking about. We're talking about how to sustain this relationship with God. You know, you know, Jesus is coming soon. And the Bible says he that endures until the end shall be saved. And so we're all in this process of um, keeping this fire burning. And these are the main things. So this is like the basics, like praying, reading your Bible, going to church, you know, and your friends like this is this is what it's about. You know, so uh you know, as you can tell, Victoria, has, she's kept this fire. And I, I mean, I'm sure people are wondering, like, you know, I don't think I could ever No, like you can. It all comes with just starting from where you're at and just building every day. And if you're a college student, you know, I want you to understand you don't have to you don't have to backslide. You don't have to follow the things of this world. You know, you can serve Christ. You know, it's not a boring life. It's a fun life. It's enjoyable because, you, you know, God's always doing something new. And uh, you can you, you will find who you really are when you give your full life to Christ. And, um, you know, I really want to thank Victoria for coming on. We don't want to make this too long. I know we could go on for a, a long time. But, Victoria, can you just please let everybody know where they can, like, find some more stuff if they like what they heard today? Like, where can they um, find? I know you have a podcast. I do also have a podcast. Maybe not as cool as I no, like podcast. No, it's, it's a lot more fiery than <laughs> my mine. my podcast has no special name. It's called Victoria Beasy Podcast. Right. Awesome. Or you can catch me on Instagram. Instagram <laughs> and uh, also she wrote a book. Y'all gotta check oh, that I out. About that. <laughs> yeah, what's what's it called? Um, a Glorious Bride. It's on Amazon. You can get it on Amazon. Um, check it out. Definitely keep in touch if you like what you heard Praise today. Them. But yeah, thank you guys. Again, for listening to an episode, this is the end of a three-part series of how to have a relationship with God. And this whole season of A Day in the Life of Augie, we're going to talk about how to keep and grow your relationship with God while you're in college. And so I'm really excited for it. Thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed it, please share it with somebody that you think would like this podcast. And I appreciate you guys. Y'all have a good one. All right. Psych, we're back. And I just wanted to have Victoria pray for us real quick. You know, there might be somebody listening who is hearing this and they're like, man, uh, my relationship with God is kind of shaky, honestly. And um, I know what I need to do after listening to this podcast. I'm just going to have Victoria pray that, um, you know, the Lord helps you. um, He gives you the desires um, to to serve him and to read the word and to pray everything that you need to stay on fire. I pray that um, I'm going to have Victoria pray for you guys. So. Awesome. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity to share your word. And I thank you for every person that has tuned in. Father, every listener, I pray that even now you would fill them with your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you would give them power to serve you all the days of their life. Father, that you would fill them anew and afresh with your fire and with your spirit, Lord, that you would give them the grace, give them the grace to to read their Bible, to pray, to serve you, to be in your house. Father, I pray that you would send them people to encourage 
them in their walk with Christ. I pray, Lord, that you would lead them to the right church, that you would give them a good pastor that's full of the fire of God. And Lord, I thank you that now one person in the sound of my voice will backslide, but they will go from one degree of glory to the next. I thank you that not one person listening to this podcast will fall away, Lord, but they will, that you will keep them, you will strengthen them, and you will establish them in the faith. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that when they read their Bible, Lord, that the eyes of their heart will be flooded with light. Father, that they would know and understand the hope of their calling and the inheritance that you have in the saints. Father, that you would help them to understand how much you love them and the grace that's available for them to be able to walk in all that you've called them to. I thank you that every person in the sound of my voice will not only serve you all the days of their life, but that they will carry the fire of God and each and every one of them will fulfill their their God-given purpose and the call of God in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Love you all. Be blessed.